Um, not supposed to be here. Ah. Aloha and welcome aboard Disney's Contemporary Resort, the Disney's Yacht Club Resort, Disney's Wilderness Lodge, Disney's Beach Club Resort, Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. Five, four, three. If you can dream it, you can do it. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Two. One. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the cast of the Walt Disney World Resort, we welcome you to Split Stays, a Disney Dads podcast production. A show about all things Disney resorts with your host, Joe Quattrochi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Split Stays, a DDP Today production. I am your host today, Joe Quattrochi, and tonight I am joined for uh, episode three of Split Stays from the OG member of the DDP Today family, Mr. Justin Suter. Justin, what's going on, brother? How are you tonight? I'm good, man. It's good to be here again. I'm excited for uh, for talk a little Split Stays, talk a little uh, Disney Resorts tonight. I had, a, I had some Disney Resort uh, news today with the fact that, man, we're coming up on lots of Disney. We're got, we'll be down next week. A week after next, and we'll be at Saratoga, and then we're down in July for the DDP trip, and we're at Boardwalk before and after the cruise. But then today we needed to book something for October because you know we're hoping that Mickey's not so scary's back. We'll come down for Halloween Horror Nights and Hallow Scream and do our, our big thing for that. Um, and it was between a couple of resorts. Joe, I went to Saratoga again. What is it about that resort that now has me just enamored and I have fallen in love with the deluxe rooms at Saratoga because I love being right there at that walkway, going to Disney Springs. It's I'm telling you, I've fallen in love with it. Dude, first of all, the remodel over at Saratoga, they did a fantastic job. And I will say this, there's been a lot of critiquing out there about the Disney resorts lately. I will say, but the remodels that they've done at Beach Club, at uh at Boardwalk and especially at Saratoga, they've done an amazing job. I kind of miss some of the old color schemes that were definitely mm-hmm. dated. I love like the corals and the teals. My wife kind of laughs me about, about that, but recently we've stayed at the renovated rooms as well, and they're unbelievable. They're fantastic. They're clean. They're modern. And there's just something about that resort. I, I don't know if Justin, if we're just getting older, maybe we're more Disney veterans, and we don't need to be like in the parks or in like the. The, the hustle and bustle of it's kind of like being in the suburbs. Staying at Saratoga Springs is like staying in the suburbs. If you're staying at the Contemporary or the Polynesian, which we're going to talk about tonight, or, or Beach Club or Boardwalk, you're kind of in the city. You know what I'm saying? You're in the middle of all like the madness, which is Walt Disney World. But when you're staying at Saratoga or Old Key West or even Animal Kingdom Lodge or one of those outlier resorts, you're kind of in the suburbs. It's a little more relaxing, a little more a slower pace of, uh, you know, of, of your vacation. And I just think there's something amazing about it. I will be uh, at Saratoga Springs this weekend for the Run Disney Supri- Springtime Surprise Weekend. I'm running the uh, Tower of Terror 10-miler. Completely out of shape for it, but I will know I will enjoy my resort. That is the one thing I am looking forward to. But yeah, Saratoga, man, I'm telling you, it's uh, it's making it, it's a it's it's becoming more of a, a fan favorite among people. And obviously, Disney sees it as uh, if you've seen Justin, they. Uh, the Saratoga resale points are over 200 a point directly mm-hmm. from Disney. So there's something about the resort that, you know, maybe it's not just us seeing it's uh, Disney sees some value in it as well. It's so fantastic. I, I love being able to, you know, you, it's funny you say that because I think it is a multiple, multitude of things. One, getting older. Two, becoming an older just Disney fan, Disney parks fan and resorts fan. 
um, that I do look for those quiet moments. I do look for the availability to just walk over to Disney Springs to have a quick lunch or dinner. Um, I really do enjoy, and not just that, the rooms are great. You were talking about refurbs. Look, I mean, you talk about yin and yang, or you know, uh, uh, A and B and, and, and apples to oranges. Old Key West, old rooms to new rooms, holy moly. I mean, those things are gorgeous, you know, whenever you talk about those, too. Um, so, yeah, uh, I do want to ch- uh, just pick your brain for one, one second. I know we're going to talk about sure. the poly tonight. Uh, but here, in the, let's see, when this show drops, it'll be, you know, maybe a couple days from now. I'll be at Vero Beach. Um, I'm super excited about seeing that resort. What's the what's the one or two things you would tell me make sure to check out? It's first time there. So the first thing I would tell you is um, if you're going to do a beach day, make sure you spend some time on the beach. Seriously. It's a very – Vero is a very quiet beach. It's unlike any of the resort beaches. Okay, you're in South Carolina. It's not like a Myrtle Beach. It's not like a Hilton Head. It's very small, very quaint. So definitely spend some time by the beach. You know, you'll see a lot of like the sea turtle ne- – I don't think it's really sea turtle season yet, but – it's just it's if it is sea turtle season, you'd see the sea turtle nest out there. It, it's a fantastic, um, just a beach just to relax on. There's not a lot of traffic. There's not a lot of because um, there's a lot of like larger homes around there, so it's not uh, you're not getting resorts all over the place by you. you Hold know on a saying? second. So, so you're saying I can't cruise the strip and get my airbrush T-shirt at the same place? That is listen. You got to come visit me for that here in Daytona oh, okay. Beach, right? So <laughs> and I will take you for an airbrush T-shirt. It's funny you said it, man. My wife is still asking. Um, is still asking to get airbrush teachers. But if I could say something real quick here, Justin, I want to point this out. I'm very excited about this. And you know this. I did text you about this privately. But I want to, I want to let our DDP family know. Uh, you guys have known that um, sometimes I record from Virginia. Sometimes I record from down here. And uh, I just want to announce that I will be permanently down here in Florida uh, for work, which is fantastic. So uh, I will be hopefully in the parks a little bit more. I will be not traveling as much. Uh, I will be putting out more shows on a regular basis, not going all over the place. So very excited for that. It's been a long time coming to uh, finally have roots with my wife, quote unquote. For anybody who's listened to me on other shows before, I've been traveling all over the place. So I'm really excited to um, to be, you know, in one spot. So it's, uh, I'm really excited about that. So Justin, so that's great news this week for me. So I'm glad I could share that with our DDP family. Um, so yes, uh, next time you come to visit in Daytona, we will definitely get you a airbrush t-shirt. We should get all four of our, our faces on an airbrush t-shirt. There's some great artists down here. I'm sure we can get that done. So, uh, but the other thing about Vero beach, man, um, you know, just explore the resort. It's not a big place to, it's so chill. It's so quaint. You know, I know you're gonna have dinner at Wind and Waves. It's a cool little restaurant uh, in inside the the main building there. Uh, it's just a cool spot, man. Just just walk around the resort, see the bigger rooms. Um, you know, the bigger like Vero Beach has some yeah. like, larger cottages. You know what I'm saying? So like, just check those things out, walk around. But definitely just make sure you take advantage of the beach. It's just such a cool place. And then the last thing I would say this also too is you know get up to the Green Cabin Room. That is just it's a must. Uh, get up there for. Not sunsets facing east, but you'll still get like kind of that sunsetty kind of look. And uh, make sure you go up there for some, uh, you know, pre-dinner drinks before your uh, dinner at Windy Waves. I think you'll really enjoy that. So I'm excited you're getting to see uh, Vero Beach. My wife and I already have our anniversary planned uh, again in September to spend uh, two three days at Vero Beach. Uh, we're gonna do a couple other days in Disney World as well. But we are super excited to uh, to do that. So uh, uh, it's gonna be. I think you're really gonna enjoy it. I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, hearing about your experience. Awesome, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's, it's the last DVC resort we have uh, seen and explored. Uh, we've, you know, we haven't stayed at all because we haven't stayed at, um, let's see, I'm trying to think. 
Riviera Grand would be the only one on Grand, Disney Grand Californian? Property. Yeah, I've stayed at the Grand Californian. And I've stayed at Alani, um, but I've never stayed at Riviera. So that would be the only one on Disney property I haven't stayed at. And then uh, moving over, Vero would be the one. But I've been all around Riviera. You know, we go to Topolino's and we've explored and we've kind of hung out at the bars around that area, stuff like that. So I'm excited to finally see it. And then it kind of checks that box off my list of, of you know, having no you know it's it's kind of frustrating to be a dvc fan it's like i've never been there i have no idea about it so now i can say hey you can you should go check it out because i've been there it's funny that you say riviera you haven't been that too for a resort that got so much criticism because of the resale policy with the dvc contracts it's pretty hard to get a room there now <laughs> i let you know what i'm saying it's it's not easy to get a room at you riviera. can't get a room yeah, and, and for how expensive the points charts are for there it's very surprising but it's uh, a super popular resort and, uh, you know, a lot of people want to stay there. And I think that kind of goes into um, our topic tonight of super popular resorts. And that was the a, uh, announcement of the new. And I, I love how Disney uses this word so much now. And I kind of don't like it because to me, the tower is the contemporary tower mm-hmm. and everything is a tower now. You know, Coronado's a tower, you know, and uh, the Polynesian is building or DVC is building a new quote unquote Polynesian tower. And. I want to first talk about um, the Polynesian Disney's Polynesian Village Resort in general. That's going to be kind of our topic tonight. But um, the announcement of this, um, and this is a couple of weeks old. This is not you know breaking news here, but that that announcement it kind of rubbed me the it kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. And I think if it was handled a little bit differently, I would be more positive about it. And we're going to get into that a little bit. Justin, you want to talk about? I'm going to give you. I'm going to defer to you. Do you want to talk about the announcement first, and then go into uh, the poly we know and love, or do you want to go hit that afterwards? I'll give you dealer's choice in this one. I'm going to go dealer's choice. Let's stay positive first. (laughs) So let's let's talk the poly first, and let's talk our experience a little bit. It's not going to be Uh, that bad. It's not going to be. No, I don't. Maybe positive. See, I didn't say negative. Because I, I don't have a negative feeling towards it, but I, it'll come. You know, I think there's some thoughts that we all share with this with this new tower uh, coming. Which I, when I see tower, I see fit as many rooms as possible in a small space uh, on Disney property. That's just what they should say a tower is uh, these days. So, yeah. uh, but we'll get into that. But yeah, let's let's talk the Poly because I love the Poly. It's one place we stay quite a bit. Yeah, so the Polynesian Disney's Polynesian Village Resort, you know, opened in October first, nineteen seventy one. So it was one of the two original uh, resorts that opened opening day at Walt Disney World, designed by Welton Beckett and Associates. God, I don't know if that company is still open right now, uh, but if they are, somebody give them a call to help with the design of the new tower, quote unquote. I would love that. Um, but it was one of the original resorts, and uh, it's one of the most beloved resorts. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the theming, if it's the fact that people are in Florida with all the palm trees. I have no idea, but this has been a fan favorite since day one. To me, I think it's still one of the most popular resorts on Walt Disney World property. I think that's why they're building this new tower uh, down the line. It's gone through a couple different uh, reiterations of itself. It's had three different expansions. Uh, the first one, you know, it opened in 71. Uh, the first expansion, Justin, was in 1978. They uh, they added on uh, another longhouse. They added also the uh, Tangarara Terrace, which now is kind of a a support facility or like a, mm-hmm. a, a, a you know, a, a, I guess like a, for the cast members, right? You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. I've said it before where I wish they would bring that, I wish they would bring that back, man. Like it was... Yeah. I, I remember eating there as a kid, and I'm just like, I don't understand why. And then the sign's still out there. I'm like, oh my god, you're so close to being reopening, but um, I don't know. So, but that was, I would love to see it come back, but it's not. But that was the first expansion. The second expansion was back uh, later on down the line in 2014. 
Uh, and they kind of changed the name there, too. They just shortened it to Disney's Polynesian Resort. Don't know over why they got rid of the village part. Uh, thankfully, they did bring that back uh, within recent years, brought back it to the original Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. Uh, and then 2015, um, they had the third expansion. That was with the uh, the DVC units um, where they converted uh, two or three different longhouses and the Bora Bora bungalows uh, over to DVC rooms. Those are the ones that are kind of over to the, uh, I guess would be the uh, eastern side of the property closest to the transportation and ticket center, which is kind of funny because those are the longhouses that were the newer ones from the uh, mm-hmm. the two other previous expansions. Uh, fun note, Justin and I are, are both uh, big golfers, as you guys know that. And uh, Justin, I'm sure you know this, but for our DDP uh, Today family uh, members who maybe don't know this, but they that whole area was uh, they had like a putting green over in that area where um, where the where the DVC longhouses were back in the day. They had a big big putting green and some like activity areas over there when it was just grass. So you kind of think about that. There was that was the empty space between the TTC and the resort. Some people always wonder why, like you know, why is it butt up so close to it? Well, they kind of expanded out that way and they kind of ran mm-hmm. out of room. So. Um, but yes, I think that's, that was kind of a a cool little tidbit. Um, you know, there's been different, uh, shops and restaurants that have come and gone throughout the years at the Polynesian. It's kind of fun. There's a couple of really good websites out there. Uh, Tiki man's website is like a, kind of like a Polynesian historical, uh, kind of website. If you take the time to go through some of the old pictures and some of the old, uh, articles about what used to be there and the names of, of some of the restaurants and uh, of the shops, it, it's just, it's really awesome. It really brings back a lot of memories for me, Justin. Um, you know, I was very blessed to when I was growing up in the, in the eighties, um, going to Disney World to stay a lot at the Contemporary and the Polynesian. And so many of our home movies and pictures are me in the original, I guess, lava pool with the small little slide and eating at Pat. PP uh, Bay Veranda, which is now Ohana. I think I pronounced that wrong, but I apologize. Um, you know, so just all of those kind of things uh, that were back in the day that kind of transformed and kind of, you know, evolved over time. You know, it's just, it's really fun to kind of reminisce with that. And who could forget, you know, the infamous, uh, famous, you know, essentially the waterfall inside the lobby, which was mm-hmm. unlike anything else, man. I mean, just think about this. On opening day, Justin, you had Disney's Contemporary Resort. In 1971, with a monorail train, which was as futuristic as you could be back then, gliding right through the lobby of the Grand Canyon Concourse. I mean, in this giant, like, cavern with, like, the beautiful Mary Mary Blair mural. Say that three times fast. You know, and then you also, a short monorail stop away, you had this beautiful waterfall and, like, foliage inside uh, Disney's uh, Polynesian Village Resort. I mean, how cutting edge was Disney back in the day with like the designs of the resorts. It's just, it's absolutely incredible. Well, the one thing too, I think you nail is the Disney, everything Disney does is story. Everything they touch is based on story. And even with their first two resorts, you know, we talk about the positioning of the resorts themselves play a part of the story inside the magic kingdom, whether you're uh, sitting in Adventureland or you're sitting in Tomorrowland, And the fact that you can see the resorts kind of from those areas and the, the skyline and it fits into that, that story. Well, and then once you enter the resorts, man, I remember being a kid and I, as a kid, I stayed off property or, you know, um, you know, every now and then it was right during the kind of expansion of Disney resorts. We may stay on property, but never on the monorail loop just wasn't our budget. Wasn't our, you know, the way, the way I grew up. And I remember we would go eat though. And, and I remember going and walking through the lobby of the Polynesian and you would walk in and, and just this beautiful waterfall and you would think, oh my goodness, like this is this is the only time I'm ever going to be 
in the Polynesian islands. You know, this is my experience. And that's what Disney does so well for so many families. And that's why Disney for me is such a huge destination for so many people is because yes, Disney's very expensive, but it does tell the story of lots of different places around the world and around the country through their resorts. And I think that's what makes staying on Disney property different than staying at other uh, universal or other places that you go to is the fact that you can go into these. And now I can be in, you know, Polynesia, I can, I can explore the culture and I don't even have to leave my resort. I can do it through food. I can do it through sound smells. And I really think that, you know, when you look at those first two resorts with a contemporary, you know, having that modern feel in 1971 and then going over to the poly and transporting you, uh, you know, halfway around the world to this new destination, it really exemplifies what Disney does with their storytelling. And that's what I've always loved uh, about the Disney resorts. It's, it's what brings me back and wants me make, makes me want to explore more and more and more. Yeah, and one thing that people may not realize is if you look back at pictures from when the Magic Kingdom opened back in 71, you know, we take for granted when you walk by and you're on Jungle Cruise, for an example, or you're walking through Adventureland over by, uh, you know, Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse, like a lot of that foliage wasn't built up back then. It was it was all new 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 growth that wasn't filled in. So the Polynesian in the background would would fit into that landscape. You look at pictures mm-hmm. before the Space Mountain days in Tomorrowland. The contemporary sitting with all her Majesty in the background, like fit into Tomorrowland as you're walking down that corridor. So they really like thought twice about like how things were going to look and how that skyline and how that. Um, what's what I'm looking for? Not skyline, but maybe like that. That like force. your eye line. Yeah, your eye line. How that would kind of fall within the story that they were trying to tell. So, I mean, it's uh, it's maybe gotten away a little bit from that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, they were definitely uh, they were definitely on that uh, you know back in the day. So, um, so what's some of the things that you know are the most popular things about the Polynesian? Right, I would say first of all, I would say that the theming is absolutely amazing, um, and you just hit the, the nail on the head with that. You know. Uh, you could feel like you could be in the islands or in the South Seas. It's, it's kind of what it's based after. It's not really based after Hawaii per se, but it's kind of based after all like the South Seas area of the Pacific. And, you know, it's a little stereotypical, I would say, with the longhouses, right? I mean, but I, it's just it's done in such a way that I think it's absolutely just it's it's awesome. It's timeless. Like you could stay in that resort now and not even think twice that it's 50 years old. I mean, just think about that, yeah. how, how yeah. crazy that is. Um I would say the theming is great. Justin, what, what's another thing that you love about the Polynesian? I mean, location, location, location is one thing. I mean, you, when you talk to people who are new to Disney or, you know, especially with young kids, you you can say, listen, you can be a monorail ride away from the Magic Kingdom or Epcot. And when you give the little tip or trick that you can walk to TTC and then take the monorail directly to Epcot, um, you can take a boat. You know, not only to uh, the Magic Kingdom, but also go check out some of the other resorts, you know, right there, stopping over at the Grand Floridian. Uh, And then also, where else can you go that you have a beach? You can sit on the beach, you can take in the sun, you take in the rays, your steps away from one of the best pools on property. So I think if I'm going to go with anything, it's location. But transitioning off of that, look, let's talk about when you first walk through those doors, you go through the lobby and you first get that view. You look over the most, one of the most majestic pools on property, you know, for me is I'm looking across, I can see Cinderella Castle on my eye line, and then I'm staring at this beautiful, beautiful pool with this massive, uh, you know, slide, great play area for the kids. We spend a lot of time, you know, Joe, you and I do Disney different than most people. You know, we've talked about this before. I'm not a 
rope drop to part clothes guy. I'm I'm never gonna be. Uh, we are a relaxed by the pool, take in you know the the games that they play with the kids, have lunch there, and uh, and really enjoy the pool area. So for me, the poly, especially when I Riley was younger, talking from as a parent point of view, the poly was fantastic because there is a splash pad that is right there. You can see it. You don't even have to get up from your chair if you're in the right position, and you can enjoy this beautiful pool. So let's talk just a second about the pools because there are two very different pools at the Polynesian. Um, the main pool and, of course, what I like to call the DVC pool. Yeah, the uh, the, the DVC or the quiet pool, is uh, they've, they've, that's been pretty recently redone, maybe within the last 10 years or so on, but that is a great little chill spot. Uh, there's nothing really special about the pool. It's kind of like just a, a circular uh there's no water slide. There's nothing to that nature there. It's just a place to relax. There are some cabanas there that you can rent or some you know areas that you could rent. Um, you can actually hear the Polynesian music playing in the background. It's one of the most favorite things that Jen and I used to do when we stayed uh, DVC at the Poly. Was mm-hmm. We used to love to sit there. You could hear the, the Hawaiian music in the background playing. Absolutely loved it. We still hear certain songs. I know when we went to Hawaii, we heard certain songs in Hawaii. They're like, "Oh, we heard it at the Polynesian." And, you know, it's like so. Um, they have a, a a small bar. It's not really small. It's a pretty decent sized bar. They're like a poolside bar. Um, you can have um, you can have um, you know, food delivered there if you want. A lot of times, mm-hmm. what we used to do is we used to walk over to Captain Cook's and bring lunch back to um to the pool area and enjoy it there. Um, so it's just a great little spot. It's nestled in between a bunch of the lo- larger longhouses. Um. It's just it's not the hustle and bustle of the giant pool with the giant splash pad and the big slide. If you just want to chill and relax and get away from all the hustle and bustle, that's a great pool to go to. I'm sure you've had a lot of experience with the the larger pool uh, with with Riley and uh, hanging out there with her. What, what do you think? What do you say about that? When we were when when she was younger, we would always go to the larger pool because I mean it's just easier as a parent to be able to pop back and forth because kids don't want to sit still. Now that Riley's older, we only go to the quiet pool. Why, you ask? Because, I'll give a little little tip. If you're a Bloody Mary fan, the quiet pool bar has the best Bloody Mary on property. Hands down. best. Do you like Bloody Marys, Joe? Uh, Jen does. I'm not a... You know, it's weird. I love tomato juice. I love tomatoes. Yeah. I, vodka's okay, but like, I don't know, man. I'm just not a Bloody Mary guy, but my wife... Yes, she loves Bloody Mary. Have you ever had? All right, so have you? You got to take her over and get her the Bloody Mary at the Poly. All right. So they, it's it's (laughs) made. Okay, perfect. Oh, take take her over. Take her to the Quiet Pool. Get the Bloody Mary. Okay. It's made with a pineapple vodka. Oh, interesting. All right. Yeah, and it's um it's a little bit sweet. They use soy sauce in the mix, and um a little bit of I can't remember what the spice is um. What's the spice when you go to Chinese restaurants? Um, Ginger. No, it's got the it's got the the rooster on it. It's world oh, famous, um, man. Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, God! I have, you know I have what I'm whole, talking about? I have all bottled downstairs, man. So right do now, I. yeah, yeah. Has the red top? You unscrew it a little bit, mm-hmm. and you you know you people are screw people are screwing. I mean, they make T-shirts. Of I can't think of this right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's have been you ever a long day. Story? You ever look at the story of that guy? It's a great story. Like this guy who just like made well, sriracha, this company. Sir, sir, sriracha. Sriracha. Yes. So they make it with the sriracha. So it's got a little bit of sweet to it. It's the best Bloody Mary on property. Um, but not just that. Uh, the, 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 whether you go to the quiet pool and you want a relaxing day, like, like just said, where you can hear the music. The reason we typically go there too is it's usually closer to our room. Um, so we can pop back and forth to the room. Or the main pool. The main pool is going to give you 
one of the best slides on property. It's a fantastic water slide. Uh, kind of gives you a little bit of a grotto uh, kind of area there. Um, also, the bar, it's super cool to sit at because you can turn around. You can order your drink from the bar and then turn around and see Cinderella Castle off in the distance. You know what's, um, you know, you know what's great about that, Barbara? The, the barefoot yeah. pool bar is that if there are – the one thing that I don't like about the poly, and we'll get to some of the things that we don't like, but it's very busy with people who aren't staying there. Yes. Okay? And to go to the barefoot pool bar, you have to make an effort to get somebody to open the gate for you to get in there. So there's usually a less of a line. Like if you go to Hurricane Hannah's, for an example, at the at the uh, the beach club, mm-hmm. there's always a line there. It's always busy because people are walking around grabbing a drink as they're walking the uh, the promenade around uh, the lake. But barefoot pool bar, you have to be staying there or have somebody let you in to get a drink there. So yep, yeah. And also, let's talk a little bit. I think too, we normally uh, enjoy ordering food when we lay by the pool. Um, there's certain places that have, you know, when you talk about the deluxe resorts that have servers that come around, that's one reason we love the Grand Floridian, uh, staying there. Um, Barry, who works at the Grand Floridian is one of the best cast members on property. Shout out, Barry. What's up, buddy. If you're listening, um, you want to talk about a dude that goes all out. He will come over. He remembers you from previous trips and he'll get your order and Joe, he'll walk very slow until he thinks you can't see him and then he'll run. To, to put your order in and like just to get you stuff as quickly as possible. Nice. I mean, like that's what makes the difference. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I do enjoy at the poly eating food there by the bar, uh, ordering food through the bar and, and, and sitting by the pool. But for me too, it is a little bit loud. And like you said, it is a little bit hectic because you do get kind of looky lose, you know, people who are coming to check out the resort or people who maybe have a, a dining reservation um, that are, that are coming over there because it is easy to get to. It's one of the only resorts on property that really anyone can get to because, in, you know, you can take the monorail, um, to, uh, uh, to the poly. Like, let's say you're in the magic kingdom. You just want to take an hour out of your day. You could take it around and enjoy, enjoy the resort. You can't do that everywhere. I mean, I guess you could get on a bus, but who's going to do that? Except maybe me, but that's really about it. I'm the, well, I mean, you're, I'm you're, the you're, 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 you're a resident uh, uh, resort weirdo, so we love I you am. for it. But I you know. exactly, I love it. But no, you're 100 percent right with that. I love the lucky, the look, lucky lose, whatever you're the calling lucky the lucky lose. Look, look, yeah. There's a lot of those at the Polynesian. Now, listen, I'm one of those. I might be one of those this weekend. I don't know. But speaking of bars and speaking of lucky lose, uh, you know the Tambu Lounge upstairs in the Great Ceremonial House, which is the, the obviously the lobby of the uh, the Polynesian Village Resort, and Tambu Lounge, a great little bar. You could find a lot of like the 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 favorites from Ohana there. You can order the noodles there and all that stuff. But the problem with that is that like it's filled with people waiting for their Ohana reservations. Hard to get a seat there. Um, a lot of families, a lot of strollers around there. And the seating area for Tambu Lounge is kind of a overflow for Ohana. Yeah. Waiting. So that's, it's, that's if you are a resort person, that is not a good thing because it's just, it's just full of people waiting for their dinner reservations. So that is a disappointment. Um, but the fact that they do offer, the favorites at Ohana, I think that is a plus there. You could also get the Lapu Lapu, which is the famous, uh, you know, giant pineapple drink that everybody likes to get. Super expensive. Don't know what you do with the pineapple after you're done with it. It's cool for about, you refill it, Joe. You, you refill, refill it, it, but then you've got to get rid of it by the end of the night because it's going to go bad. So, well, did um, you hear? Did, we were telling you a story about the so our thing with DD and you'll you you know Joe um, is on board DDP host now, and we have our DDP cruise coming up July the 11th through the 15th. Uh, if you're not booked already, yeah, if you're not booked already, make sure to get a hold of us at show at awaywithmetravel.com. Um, so we can get you on that cruise. There's still room, still availability, great prices. Uh, that's a little plug I like to throw in there. Um, 
one thing we do, Joe, is we are doing Disney before and after with the DDP trip, and we will at one of the nights we will do uh, Lapu Lapus. Um, the last time I think we did seventeen Lapu Lapus. That was the first time I think I ever met Dave in person. Um, was we did Lapu Lapus, and I can't remember who it was. Somebody in the DDP family at some point tried to take their Lapu Lapu from the Polynesian and take it into the Magic Kingdom. And I can't remember who tried to do that, but it did not work out very well, I don't believe. I, I think they, they turned them away at the gate. Um, but, yeah. So, but look, have your pineapple. It's cheaper to refill. Have two or three, and then you won't remember if you kept your pineapple, ate your pineapple, or threw it away at the end of the night. Well, the best part is we are staying at uh, the boardwalk, so we could stumble to the monorail, take the monorail to Epcot, and either stumble through Epcot or just take a bus or an Uber. So Or a minivan. Or a minivan, right? The minivans are back, which I'm Ooh. glad to see that because the last time I saw the minivans, they were used as a wall for a, a run <laughs> Disney event uh, for Marathon Week to keep people out. So I'm glad to see that those are going to be coming back. That's definitely bringing some normalcy back to uh, our Disney vacations, which is which is great. So, But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I am booked also for those weekends as well at the uh, boardwalk, so super stoked about that. And just to remind everybody, this I'm considering this my first real cruise. Because the first cruise I went on, I was like eight or seven. I don't remember. It was on. It was on Carnival. I don't remember nothing about it. I remember getting thrown out of a casino with my dad. And so this is gonna be like my first cruising experience. I'm excited about it. So looking forward to seeing everybody uh, on the cruise uh, this summer. But can't wait. Got to cruise into a couple other restaurants here because that is a big focal point of the Polynesian Village. Uh, are you a coffee guy, Justin? You love like, coffee. You love like coffee. The, you like the uh, the Kona, I'm sorry, the uh, the Kona Island. Uh, where you can get your Joffrey's, you know, Kona blend. Uh, can I tell he- you this? I I don't I don't buy coffee at Disney typically. Really? Yeah, I I travel with my coffee, so right. I like iced coffees. Me too. And uh, most of the time, I'll travel. I have a little little tip and trick that I will make. I'll I'll take the carafe and make my coffee and and put it in the refrigerator so it gets cold overnight, and then I have my iced coffee in the, in the morning. Like I get the little pouches and you put it in the water and then yeah. it just makes it throughout the night. So I've not take I've not I've not been to uh to to the the coffee bar there. I'm not a coffee guy, but Jen and I do drink Joffrey's iced coffee. We're not sponsored by them, but I'm saying like that's like the one thing we do drink is is Joffrey's iced coffee. We will get it from uh, Kona Island at the Poly, or we have a couple of spots. We have the one outside Hollywood uh, Tower of Terror. That's our go-to spot, as well as the one. Uh, and Tomorrowland at Joffrey's Revive. I mean, that's like our thing that we have iced coffee in Disney. Like, I don't, I will not drink it outside. Mm-hmm. I will probably have one this weekend. So it's kind of weird, but Kona Island is a big favorite of people if they want their, their Kona blend. There's not a lot of places you can get it on Disney property. So that is one of the spots that you can get it. Um, speaking of restaurants and, and snack bars, we're going to transition really quick here. Pineapple and I, uh, your, your, thought, your thoughts about getting. Uh, Dole Whip outside of the Magic Kingdom. What are your thoughts about that? I'm fine with it. I don't mind it. I Not only that, there's places here in Charleston that do Dole Whips. They do alcoholic Dole Whips with rum. Um, I'm fine with it. I'm not I'm not married to any Disney snack that it has to be in the Magic Kingdom. Actually, I enjoy it more if I can find it elsewhere. All right. Captain Cook's. Yeah, you're nice. I um, love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's one of the better quick... I love it. Katie doesn't enjoy it because she doesn't like that type of food. Um... I enjoy it. I get quick service from there quite a bit and whenever I'm on property. And, uh, yeah, I enjoy it. Trader Sam's, what are your thoughts about that? I have a few thoughts one of my about favorite, Trader Sam's. One of my top five places on property to take someone who's new to Disney. Um, I think it's the most fun you can have in a small space uh, on uh, any, any Disney resort. I love – look, 
I love being at um, Topolino's and I love being at uh, you know some of some of the bars on you know, California Grill and and a lot of other places. There's some really fun other places around the resorts, but I really think that. Uh, when people talk Trader Sam's, it's if you've never done it, it's got to be on your Disney bucket list, and it needs to happen sooner than later. It's yeah. one of our favorites. I love it, man. And the one thing is, that it's I don't like that sometimes before eight o'clock, a lot of families go in there. It takes up seating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it drives me nuts a little bit because me, me and my wife we just want to get in there and get a, like a drink, or we want to bring somebody who's not disney you know familiar we want to show that off to them and you gotta wait two hours that's frustrating um but it is 3 30 awesome... man we get there right at 3 30 yeah that's why you gotta do it man because it's an yep. aw- it's an awesome experience some listen i think some disney experiences are overrated that's not one that's it's no, a lot I agree. Of, it's a lot of fun man and it just see everybody everybody in there is having a good time that's the thing it doesn't matter if you're staying there or if you're just having dinner or drinks Everybody's just having a good time. It's like a show within you know a bar essentially, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a lot of fun. So I love Trader Sam's too. Uh, I just get frustrated with the wait sometimes, but um, you know. And then honestly, um, you've got uh, you've got Kona Cafe. I think one of my favorite breakfast spots. I'm not crazy about the dinner there, man. It's just it's not my never had dinner. Yeah, it's not my forte. The dinner menu, it's it's okay, but the breakfast menu. I love the Tonga Toast. I love the macadamia nut pancakes. The servers there have been there forever. So the service at Kona, I believe, is is, is immaculate. There, I've never had a bad waitress or waiter at Kona Cafe. Um, I think it's underrated for uh, for breakfast sometimes. Uh, absolutely love it. What are your thoughts about Kona? Tonga Toast, man. <clears throat> I don't like breakfast foods, but I'll get the Tonga Toast because I like that kind of stuff. So I'm all for that. Um, look, overall, the dining at the Poly is pretty good. I mean, it really is. It's not my favorite on property. I'm probably not choosing that over a lot of the other stuff, but it's it's really, really good. Yeah, and then the granddaddy of them all is Ohana. Um, it's a staple. I've had mixed bag with Ohana um, lately, and I'm going to say an Ohana dinner. Ohana breakfast is its own thing. I don't think it's anything special. It's essentially um, you know, Chef Mickey's breakfast, but it, with Lilo and Stitch, um, which is fine. That's your deal, you know, but Ohana dinner, uh, the last experience I had was fabulous. The experience before mm-hmm. that, not so fabulous. I honestly, I think Ohana dinner depends on when you go to eat. If you go in the beginning of the night or beginning or middle of the day, it's fantastic. If you go, if you get that 945 reservation at 9 o'clock, it's not going to be good. It's going to be the end of the night. The stuff has been kind of sitting for a little bit. Not going to be the best experience. May rush you out a little bit. You're paying a lot for that meal. I still say um, it's like an addiction, man. I still can't get enough of it, though, man. You give me the dumplings and the wings. It's like I, I can't get enough of it. So I I still love it. It's still t- one of the tops of my list. If I see that reservation, I always snag it. What are your thoughts about the granddaddy of Malahana? No, I like it a lot. I um, It's one of those things where I enjoy the restaurant. It's a little bit loud for me. It's a little bit, like you say, rushed. They're trying to get you in and out. I do like the interactive part that they used to do with the kids. Um, but for me overall, it, it, it's good. It's Also, it's one of those things, too. It's kind of like... Uh, everywhere at, at Polly, Katie doesn't love the food, the type of food, but I do. So we don't do it very, very often. I wish we could do it more often, but yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's on my list of things I've done multiple times. And the last thing I want to get to is, and this is going to transition, and we'll get to this in a few minutes. I want to get through just your thoughts about the rooms and some of the other small things before we transition to our final part of, of uh, today's split stays. Um, did you ever get the chance to enjoy or experience Spirit of Aloha dinner show? Um, yeah, we've done so. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm back and forth about this. The Spirit of Aloha show for me was something that, as a kid, 
is like a big memory for me. That's a big Disney like core memory that I remember doing that with my mom. I did it with Riley like twice, Riley and Katie. But I, it's one of those things, man, where like I now as I look at it and now it's it's gone away. It's gone, you know. I was the problem because I didn't do it in the last 10 years probably, you know, or, or eight years, I guess, because Riley was really little the first time we did it. So I guess I should have done it more. Am I going to miss it? Mm, I don't know. It's not hoop de doo You know, if they were getting rid of hoop de doo I would absolutely freak out. You know, the fact that we're getting hoop de doo back makes me extremely happy. So, yeah, I've done it. I enjoyed it. I love the food. I love the show. But I've been to Alani. I've seen better, you know, shows like that. So it's fine. It is what it is. I think it's one of those things for me, man. Like, look, I I've, I saw the show a few years ago. It was good. The food was okay. Um, it's like a it's a slight different version of what Ohana was. Not the same, but it wasn't bad. Um, the, I think the, the performers did a great job, you know, um, for what the, the script was then. Um, but I also have a lot of memories there too, dude. I mean, dude, I remember that Luau Cove used to host every single religion you could think of religious services back in the day. I remember going to church there on Sunday mornings with my family, like during our Walt Disney world trips. I mean, like I remember doing that. So like I, (laughs) I've done a lot of things at Luau Cove and um, it's going to be kind of sad to see it, to see it go away. But, and well, and it's going to be replaced by the new Disney's Polynesian tower or uh, Polynesian resort tower. So we'll discuss here in a few minutes, but, uh, but yeah, I just want to get your thoughts about that. I know there's some people who are a little upset about it, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad I got to do it for those who didn't, I don't think you're really missing a ton, but you know, it was there. Where do you stand? Where do you stand though? Like, all right, we're 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 losing this to gain something that we're about to discuss, and maybe you know this isn't this isn't the perfect example of this. But Walt Disney always said that you know he wants something big enough to where imagination can never you know stop. He always wants to be able to continue to grow, to change, to you know become bigger and more, and you know nothing to ever be stagnant. And I think us as Disney fans and Disney resort fans, we become we become very content in our ways. You know, we come we become very stuck in our ways of of the way that we remember Disney and the way that we've experienced Disney. And then we start to see changes happening and it becomes very frustrating to us, you know, with with certain changes. Where do you stand with Disney making changes as a whole, getting rid of things like this that for for real have have impacted you know hundreds of thousands of families over the years with their memory of Disney. For a lot of people, this might be that might have been their Disney staple. Like they come to the Poly, they they have you know maybe they don't have the money to stay at the Polynesian, but they would come do this show, and it wasn't cheap. But they would come to this show, and that was their big thing, and that's what they did each and every year. And for them, this is a massive you know, loss. Like for Riley, Splash Mountain's a massive loss to her. She was crying the other day about it. Um, where do you stand with Disney making these changes to big core memories for a lot of Disney fans? It's tough for me, man. I mean, be honest with you. Look, I mean, we want to stay positive on the show and we understand that, that Walt Disney World has changed. It's not the same as it was in 1971. We're 50 years in and it doesn't even look like the same place. Um, but I kind of think about well, you were kind of setting me up for this. And the first thing I thought of was like, just be, you could change, but like still keep its integrity. Kind of like almost like certain buildings, like you live in Charleston, brother. Like, you know, there's a great historical area in, in, in downtown Charleston yeah. where like the buildings are like, they have to meet a certain, like you can't 
dude, you can't, can't just buy it. a place in that certain. Nope. You can't change it, dude. So with what we're going to transition to, and I, I want to make sure we hit every little part of the poly before we transition this, but there's a way that you could update the Polynesian and still maintain that integrity of the resort. I think they're kind of missing that right now. I think they're doing that with a lot of things in Disney World now where they're, they, they could, you could change and you could evolve and you could update, but don't, you could hold that integrity of what the core is that we fell in love with. So it's tough for me, dude, because you and I are in that age bracket where like in the heyday of 10 plus years of the resort being open, we, that's when we were vacationing mm-hmm. there. It wasn't a new resort, but it wasn't what it is now. We were in that eighties and nineties. And to me, I think is the golden days of the Disney resort, which is like mid eighties to mid nineties. It was absolutely amazing to be a Disney a world parks fan, but um, it's tough, dude. It's it's really hard. That's what why I wanted to talk about the Polynesian for this episode because I saw that announcement and it kind of broke my heart a little bit. And uh, w- everybody's listening. We will get into. It. I just want to close out the couple of things about the Poly. We will get into it, Justin. Right? Yeah. I want to get one last thought, and I really want to get into um, the new tower thing. So the last thing we we discussed the food. We've discussed um, you know uh, the bars and, and restaurants and so, and so on and so forth. Um, real quick, your thoughts about the rooms. Um, I know DVC has the lack of it's just mostly studios. We got the bungalows out there uh, on Seven Seas Lagoon. Uh, we also have the larger rooms uh, for the uh, for the main Polynesian Village Hotel. Uh, what are your thoughts just about the Polynesian rooms in general? Um, I've only personally experienced the DVC rooms, and why well, I think I think that the Poly missed a mark not having a one bedroom for a lot of families. You talk about Mike, like Mike only does one bedrooms. You know, he's a family of four. For us, we only do studios. It is extremely rare for us to do a one bedroom. Like it just it you know, it would have to be an availability thing that we definitely want to be there, and we we were going to spend the extra points. Um, I like the rooms. I I really do. I think they hold true to the storytelling of the resort. I think whenever you walk in, it has that feel. You know, you and I have both been to Alani. The rooms are pretty similar, to be honest. Whenever you go to Alani and to the Polynesian, uh, as far as the color scheme and and uh, furniture and, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I don't mind them at all. Some people talk a little bit about how this resort can be a little bit, uh, the theming of it, a little bit dark in the rooms. You know, as far as like the tones, because everything's kind of a brown or, a, you know, those, those earth tone colors. Um, I don't feel that way. I, I feel like it's it's nice. I enjoy it. Um, I, I'm, I'm not – the one thing about the rooms I'm not real big on, and I understand why they're doing it. And, look, I have a daughter who's right in that age bracket. I don't love the fact that they're bringing in these character overhauls to resorts like the Polynesian. You have resorts that are for this purpose. You know, when you talk about bringing Moana, you know, theme details into the into the resorts. You have resorts for me that are for this purpose, like Art of Animation, uh, the you know the the value resorts. Some of them, um, I just I, not everything has to have a Disney character on it to be Disney to me. I think there's a lot of special nuances, um, hidden Mickey's, you know, things that Disney Imagineers and designers do that that makes these resorts special. And I don't need to be hit in the face with a you know, um, Moana and Maui, you know, shower curtain, you know, whenever I walk into the room. So, uh, I, I really do enjoy the room. Stay there quite a bit, actually. It's one of our go-to resorts. Um, but I'm a little bit kind of bleh when I heard about the Moana stuff. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Now, even when I saw the Incredibles theme for the contemporary, you know, I, yeah. I love the Incredibles. I think it's, a, it's a great movie franchise, but it's the same thing. If you think about it, if you look at a resort, uh, aspect of, of Disney world, most of the resorts are based off of, geographical areas, Polynesian, 
uh, you know, beach club, boardwalk. Saratoga, Oki West. Is, is, is Saratoga. It, they're all based off of, of, you know, Wilderness Lodge. They're all based off of, you know, Animal Kingdom Lodge. They all are. You didn't need to have that thrown in your face. You could do it with just a little bit here, a little bit there. I mean, it was a big deal when they built the beach club villas um, that they had Ariel off yeah. from. And that's kind of cool. And that's all you needed. But it's subtle, you need man. To have that's that. subtle. It's subtle. Exactly, Look at the Grand brother, Floridian so. DVC when you walk in and you have the uh, the penguins Mar- from Mary Poppins. Yes. It's so tastefully done. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny, too, is even you walk into the Polynesian, right? You got Maui. Maui is, you know, there's a little tiki guy. It's on every single sign there. And I think he's one of the best hotel insignias ever created. I think he's amazing. I have his lamp in my man cave. Yeah. I have his statue on my desk for work. Um, that's Disney created, or that that's that that was an original thing from seventy one. That was not an IP. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, you could do stuff and make it. You don't need to have it from one of your motion, but that's what I'm saying. You don't have to have it from one of your motion pictures. So I agree with you. So, uh, but I think the rooms are great though. Um, I've stayed in the DVC rooms lately. I haven't stayed in a regular Polynesian room in years, probably since I can actually tell you since nineteen ninety four was the last time I stayed in a regular Polynesian village room. I've stayed in DVC ever since. So I remember my parents, uh, my mom took me for my eighth grade graduation. It was actually cheaper to book a Disney trip, she said, than to actually have a party with a DJ and all other stuff. <clears throat> That's when Disney vacations yep. were much cheaper. <laughs> so not anymore. Or not. So uh, I went for four days, uh, three, three days, four nights, or four days, three nights, whatever it was. But uh, yeah, so, but the rooms are great there. Um, they all have a lot of my balconies, which is fantastic. Um, like, for example, the garden room. Uh, the garden wing rooms at the contemporary don't have balconies on the upper levels. So it was nice that, you know, the Polynesian does have that in the DVC rooms. Um, they have balconies you can sit up there, relax, and have a drink. It's one of the best resorts to walk around at night, man. It really is. When they light the torches, they have the ceremony out by the Great Ceremony House. Mm-hmm. Um, you walk around. There's just nothing better. And this is what breaks my heart, man. And now we're going to tra- – finally, we're going to transition into it. He still, and I've said this on this show. I've said it on other podcasts. Absolutely love the walkway between the western part of the resort to the Grand Floridian passing Luau Cove. That beach was pristine. It was never touched. There's, you know, um, there was, uh, you know, swingy swing chairs out there. You could sit, and relax, and watch the electrical water pageant, watch the fireworks. Just a really quaint and quiet spot. And that's going away now. Yeah. And that's going away with the announcement of this new Polynesian Tower, which. I have my thoughts on. We're, we're going to get into it right now. When I saw the announcement and I saw the concept art, I I got ill. As a Disney resort fan, fanatic, uh, I love the resorts more than the parks. Everybody knows that here. I got ill. And because it just, it didn't, first of all, it's sad to see that beach go. That that pristine little quietness of what's, which is crazy, which is the Magic Kingdom Resort area. That still is a nice little quiet area. And that that was going to be going away. Not only that, there's going to be more construction at the Polynesian. That that resort has had more construction over it's the last unreal. 15 years. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. And the third part is that the concept art was just, it looked nothing like Legacy Polynesian. And it looked like they took reflections and recycled it. And I, I, that's what it was. And I want to be positive. Justin, if they would have taken, if they would have shown some concept art where they built another one or two longhouses or maybe built a longhouse that was like five stories tall or whatever it was that matched the rest of the resort. It'd be easier to swallow. It would be like, but this thing just does not, does not fit. There's a lot of upset people online. I don't know who in Disney Imagineer or, or Imagineering or whoever decided to, to plan this like this, but I just, I don't see it brother. So that's my negative for it. 
What are your thoughts about when you saw this uh, this come out, this news come out about the Polynesian quote-unquote tower? This doesn't happen very often. Maybe once or twice a year. I'm going to get on my soapbox for a minute. Okay. Um, I'm glad I could bring it out, man. Yeah, yeah. Bring it out of you. So first off, we've, we started this whole episode when you asked me about you know the Polynesian, about talking about story. Walt Disney's main concept when he brought Disneyland to life was to tell stories and to create a place that not only kids, but families, you know, parents could go to enjoy um, a place and, and create memories that last a lifetime through stories that were told by not only the cast members, but the attractions and the resorts. That's been ex- the, his, his thought and his idea of, of, of what Disney World, you know, his idea of, of Epcot and, you know, I would say Disney World would be and, and resorts should be has been meticulously cared for I would say for the first 35 to 40 years of, of Walt Disney World. When you talk about these resorts and the expansions that Michael Eisner brought on um, and the, the birth of DVC and, you know, with Old Key West and Saratoga and all of these these resorts that were all very uh, different but within a, a, a very small area, you know, on Disney property. But you could go and be a part of each individual story of these resorts. And I think whenever you look at certain resorts – they tell the story even better than others. And I think the Polly's up there. I think it's one of the top three on property that tells the story better than any other, any other one on property. And it, it really is a shame that when you and look, and I'm speaking as a DVC member, look, the one positive comes out of this, it's easier for me to get a room at the Polly, you know, now, because there's going to be an additional, however many hundreds of rooms added on. But the shame is that, Bill Dickerson, the 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 head of of DVC, you know, I don't know if he's the one making these decisions, or if it's Imagineering or whoever is the the you know the brains behind this. They've lost sight of what Disney World is. Disney World is not a place where we stuff as many people as possible. I understand it's a business and they have to make money. It's a place though where you need to keep the story alive, and. When I look at the the rendering and and the concept art of this this tower, and I imagine it sitting next to the majestic Polynesian Resort, and it being in the same eye line and sitting right in between the Grand Floridian, the flagship resort of Walt Disney property, and the Polynesian, you know, an opening day resort, two resorts that tell the story so well of what they what they they're trying to be, and then you put this right there. Joe, if you were to put a Hyatt sign on the front of this, no one would be shocked. It looks like no, you're 100% it right, looks dude. like a Comfort Inn, Hyatt, extended stay. Come on, guys. Stay with the story. Keep telling the story. Pass it on to next generations. This cookie-cutter tower concept that you're taking and almost like building a Lego set, you're just piecing it around Disney property. Stop it. Enough's enough. Now you've touched the monorail loop. Now, whenever I leave the Magic Kingdom, this is in the eye line. Whenever I'm on the boats coming back, this is in the eye line. That's what you want? It's absolutely craziness. I really hope that, I know I understand it's a concept, but I, I pray this changes. And they go a little more towards the true aspects and the true artistic uh, uh, nature that the Polynesian brings to the monorail loop, um, to uh, Seven Seas, and to the Disney property for Disney guests, because this is this is not good. 
And, and listen, I could swallow it if I could definitely take it if if they said, you know, we're going to make this look like the longhouses. That's fine. And it come out with something different. I that would be much easier for me to accept it. But okay, I get it. You know, you're making it look like you know. If you think about all the DVC, all the the Walt Disney World Resort hotels that have DVC expansions, you got Bay Lake Tower, which is not an exact replica of the A-framed right. look, but it's pretty similar. They they've got a nod to it at the top of the World Lounge, mm-hmm. where it's got like that that A-frame kind of thing. It, it's got the same. It's not the same, but it look it doesn't look out of place. Okay, Beach Club Villas. They made them look exact. You would not, if you were a first time Walt Disney World Resort guest, you would not know that those uh, are beach club. I mean, they're a different color. It's like a teal color, but like the building is teal, but like you would never know that that is a yeah a DVC expansion. Grand Floridian. Uh, Grand, Grand Floridian is a perfect example of something that's very recent uh, that fits in perfectly with, with the rest of the motif of the resort. Wilderness Lodge. I mean, we can go on and on that. They fit together, and this just doesn't... This looks like a Lowe's honestly, resort. This looks like if I went to Universal Property and I stayed at a Lowe's prop, Lowe's resort, that's what it is. And, and this is the thing. They're saying, oh, this is a... Now, I don't know if if the, the articles that I've read said this is supposed to be a tribute to Hawaii or of the Polynesian area or the Polynesian resort, but I've been to Hawaii. I've been to two of the islands there. Uh, I've been to Alani. Um, from what I've seen in the rendering, it doesn't look like any. I don't know how that's going to be a a paying tribute to. I don't know. Is this paying tribute to Waikiki Beach and the Hilton on there? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, but um, it's just it's very disappointing. We're very positive on DDP today. Um, there's a lot of negativity in the world. Um, a lot of changes at Walt Disney World that we may or may not agree with. Um, so we try not to talk about it too much. But this was something that really I wanted to at least bring up because. It, this is a resort that is it's special to all of us. And I'm sure including Dave. You know Dave never worked at the Poly. Dave has spent so much time at Walt Disney World being a VIP tour guide. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, like we all have memories at this resort, all of us. And it's just, you know, th- that's where I met Jay. Yeah. I met Jay at the Poly. I mean, there's it's the Polynesian is like the epicenter of everything. And it's just it's just really it's just really it's, it's unfortunate. So I'm really hoping if anybody from the Walt Disney Company is listening to this, please just you've already got the plan somewhere for these longhouses. It would be it would just if you had like a five story longhouse, that would That's, actually look kind of cool. It would look cool. amazing. You kidding me? It, or if or, or if you took like the great ceremonial house and almost made like Double. another version of yep. it with like rooms that like open almost like oh my god, I'm just I can't even get my words out. That would actually be really cool. Dude, do a, like a do separate, a great ceremonial house where with rooms. Dude, with rooms. What a throwback. Put a waterfall in the middle of it and have the rooms open up to the courtyard in the middle. And then you know, and you know, we could do too, man. You, I mean, I know they're supposed to have like a rooftop. Everything's a rooftop restaurant, not rooftop this, rooftop that. You could still have a rooftop on top of that, uh, a rooftop restaurant or bar on top of that building. I mean, that looks like the rest of the resort it, that's already there. That is a classic. That is a quintessential Walt Disney World fixture. My thing's this, and yeah, my thing's this, Joe. It's just you could almost go do this at any. I'm not being neg- negative about this. You could almost go do this at any other property. I don't mind Coronado. I don't mind the Grand Destino. I think it's a beautiful tower. It's whatever. It's fine. But you know why? Because I only see it when I drive past it or if I'm going to Coronado. Yeah. Right? This this is on the eye line of when I leave the Magic Kingdom. It doesn't even match, though. That's the problem, Justin. It doesn't even match like what's there. 
And you know, you want to add on to like the poly, make it look like the rest of the poly. Yeah. You know, if not make if not call it something else then. Those Don't three resorts can't be touched, man. They just can't. Yeah, I mean it's so like you said, dude, you were saying before, you know, Walt, there might be some of our listeners saying, no, it's got to evolve. It's got to change. It's not a museum. We get that. But you can still maintain the, the what's the word I'm looking for, man? I should know this. The dignity of the, inte- the, yeah. the dignity and integrity of the resort. There's a way about doing it. A lot of cities do it with historical districts. We all have seen them. And you can still do that here with the Disney's Polynesia Village Resort. So I actually feel better, brother. I've wanted to do this show for a while. Life has gotten in the way. With work and family, I'm glad that we, you and I, have gotten to sit down and talk about this whole new project that's been going. It's supposed to be done by 2024, which I find hysterical. They're going to build a brand new resort. <laughs> it took seven years to get Tron up and running, but we're going to get a brand new DVC in a year and a half. So, um, But I'm glad you know I got to talk about it. I got to vent about it. But I also got to you know think about some great memories I've had at the Poly. I'm looking forward to spending some more time there over uh, the summer with. Uh, well, first of all, I got to bring Jen there this weekend mm-hmm. uh, during springtime surprise get that, weekend. Get, get that, uh, get that Bloody Mary, yeah. But I super can't wait to do some lapu lapus with you and the crew who's going on the cruise this, uh, this summer. It's going to be a blast, and uh, I'm just glad that we got to discuss this. And uh, and so all the DDP uh, family listeners out there, thank you guys for being patient. It's been a while since I put out an episode of Split Stays. I hope to get it more on a regular basis. Justin, I thank you for coming on tonight for an episode, and hopefully uh, we'll have one out uh, sooner rather than later. So as the guest tonight, if you want to go ahead and wrap it up for us, uh, I'd appreciate that. So Justin, uh, why don't you close it out for us? Yeah, man, I tell you what, it's great to get on here and chat uh, about the poly. I love the resort. I love the food i love the pools i love the bars i love the the look i of course love the story you know i'm all about story also love the fact that i was able to vent as well uh you know i'm a very positive person but we also need to hold disney accountable uh at times because look it's it's like i tell my soccer team if you don't hold your friends and your loved ones accountable uh then who's gonna do it you know you have to you have to sometimes say the hard things and uh and that's what we did tonight so look do i hope that they maybe look at it and go ooh, maybe we don't want to hide it in the middle of the grand floridian and the poly yeah i hope they do that but if they build it it'll be additional rooms it's going to be more people and uh, I guess we'll just have to grin, bear it, and hopefully they put in a, a, a bar there with a really, really stiff drink that I can just have right before I go into that place as I'm grumbling Homer Simpson under my breath. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't know how good it's ever going to be, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Time will tell, my friend, but I appreciate you coming on tonight, Thanks, man. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. Until uh, the next time, guys, you guys all stay there. Enjoy your trips to Disney World, and we'll see you for the next episode of Split Stage. You guys have a good night. Happy night, everybody. See you guys.